Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV on a Balls McWednesday game week, baby. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. Don't forget, like and subscribe or Chant TV if you're there. We appreciate that very, very much. We'll do the Garnet and Gold trivia question at the end of this segment. Opportunity for you to win some cash. Well, $25 to Garnet and Gold. Same as cash, man. There you go. People are guessing in the thread already. Get you some get you some threads, speaking of which, before the start of the season, are they? I haven't looked over there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm posting it now. What do we got? Oh, you're just posting them up here on the video. Oh, that's funny. Marvin Jones, final answer. 43, 4th and 14. Jeff's father is the only living dad amongst the headlines trio. Good guess. Dos Artes, good job. Yeah, Dos Artes is a good guess, BC. The wildly popular Jeff Cameron show, good job, good guess. That is correct, by the way. No, no, it's not. You don't win $25 to... Uh, no, to no, it's not gold. the correct answer to the trivia question. It's the right descriptor of the Jeff Cameron show, which has been the case for a long time now. It's kind of like how exciting. Uh, John Travolta did the introduction for Adina Menzel when he couldn't say her name. He's a, the wickedly talented, so you, the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show. But he called her Adele Dasim. I don't remember this, <laughs> don't and remember I don't that? know who that is. Oh, man. I'm terrible about Adina Menzel was the uh, the one who uh, sang Frozen's theme song, oh, Let It Go. That's why I don't know who she is. If you had younger girls. No, but you I've would, heard Let It yeah, Go, but yeah, I just didn't know her. who sang it. It didn't interest me. Right. Um, and she's done a whole bunch of other stuff, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he called her Adele Dasim. It's a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> He couldn't go on and Adina on with Menzel. <laughs> Adele Dasim. That's that's rough. That's like when uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas got introduces Isaiah Thompson, the head coach of FIU. Was it? I forget which which team he coached. Yeah, who? Are Isaiah you? Thomas was oh, named yeah, the head basketball it, it, coach. FAU. I thought FAU. It was. Uh, I think yeah. it was head coach Isaiah Thompson. Yeah, you're ooh. like, ooh, sir. You could have said frequently handsy. <laughs> the frequently handsy. <laughs> He was frequently handsy. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I'm not doing the trivia question just yet. I will. But here's the deal. It's only for Warchant.com members. If you haven't signed up, it's a dollar. It's a buck! Head to the Tribal Council and look up the top there for the trivia thread. And when we ask the question, the first one to post... In the thread. In the thread, the correct answer. You'll win $25 to Garnet and Gold next hour. You know, Garnet and Gold's a nice partner on this Jeff Cameron show. We'll, we'll be going over there to get some That's new right. gear for the pregame show this week. And for the in-game show for me and for the post-game show. I wonder if they'll let me have three different outfits every show. Well, you know, if you're a suit maker out there and you'd like Jeff to wear different suits each week as well and during the show, 
I can be bought is all I'm saying. If you want to throw yeah. some some suits my way, but on game day, but on game day, I'll be wearing Garnet Gold gear. Unless Garnet Gold has an old blazer that you can I wear. Could, I, I would do it. I would there do you it. Go. I would do that. You look like Matthew Lesko, the Noel fan. Yeah. It would be uh it would be good times. I'm excited for this question. Although the question kinda led to some frustration that I feel. There's your hint, everybody. Mm-hmm. What could he be frustrated about? I feel some frustration about the question not the question, but the, the answers to the question reveal the frustration once again. Um and that mm, is troublesome. You know, I have a thing. In my backyard, it's a sign that reads Florida State Parking. Uh, and it's because for a long time my house has served as uh, people's home away from home, from home during the football season. My father comes to every game, stays with me, which I'm happy about. Uh, and then friends that... That you're not happy about. What, that I'm not happy about? Well, yeah, because you said your father stays, you're happy about. And then I have friends also. No, I'm happy about them too. I don't, I don't always love that it's every weekend. My wife and I yeah. don't always love that it's every weekend. That's why you got to build that annex in your yeah, in your do, backyard. I, I got to get a T-spark on it. But uh, so, but but we have a thing. This is it says Florida State Parking, Seminole Parking, whatever it is. And we put we put that there uh, some time ago. And I take it out of the garage at the start of every football season and walk into the backyard. Put that so bitch, and here we go. It's time. <laughs> and I did. I did this morning. You please would you say that from now on? Plant that some bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I will from here on out. It's time for me to plant this son bitch. And then I It's boop. like your spear. <laughs> it's great. I do. I put it there and I'm like, let all the people come on, me casa su casa, let's go. Your son is ex- excellent on the Instagram. Both of them are. I follow them. They're funny. But they could shoot a video for you where everybody goes, "Oh," and then you plant the sign. Mm. So, my my kid, my youngest kid, uh played in his first ever a competitive football game in pads last night. It was a jamboree. It really didn't count. But uh, I went there, and I and I was once again reminded, although I didn't need to, I, I knew this because Bryce played basketball last year, but I can't – I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. Well, I, with the parents or what? Yeah, it is – I'm not good watching my own kid play. I mean, I you know, I, I feel just – conflicted not conflicted i don't want to yell at him i just i'm like you just root so hard for him you want him to do well you want him to to play well and then i have a hard time watching the game because i you know there's things you see that you're like it's not what we do there. selling an old client of ours you know it's like it's well and now hold on hold on but then also you know you just hear dumb things in the stands just that's just inevitable it gets back to being in the stands yeah. and you're like yeah. oh man I'm going to have to start going with headphones on. There you go. I think it's the way to do it. Listen to the radio broadcast. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll listen to <laughs> Jeff, some... what are you listening to? The live radio broadcast of this game. No, I'll listen to a podcast. Where do you find I'll it? I'll listen to that, or I'll listen to one of my favorite records or something, and it'll bring a zen-like peace over me, and I'll just watch the game and go from there. Also, you know why we uh, did not go to a bowl last year? Because we suck? No, because you didn't sit on the rug with your face on it and eat... Eat apricots. Yes. Apricots or apricots. That has to happen before we hit the road for New Orleans. But or I else can't. We're I can't screwed. Sit Jordan on Travis the rug. will be injured for the no, year. Stop! What are you? What are you doing? It's Throwing that out there you into the sit. ether. What are we doing? You gotta sit on Chairman Cameron's rug. 
yeah, I'll, I'll gladly uh, pull the rug out this year, sit down and eat apricots after uh, the wins. I don't know that it warrants uh, a rug-sitting, apricot-eating experience after a win over Duquesne. Oh, no, it is to it is to set the tone for the season, a tone for last year, mm. maybe get some incense. You know, you could say <laughs> you could say a prayer to the football gods. You know, what is it about a 16-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old that makes you think that incense is cool? Like, universally, 16-year-olds think incense is awesome. I mean, if you've ever been into a Spencer's, you know this. Right. So it's weird. Well, it's the inner pyro maniac in all of us as kids. Yeah. Even though that's not the same as something that explodes, it, it feels that way. <laughs> and it smells cool. Everybody wants me to sit on this thing. Okay. Sit on the rug, writes Keith. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Apparently, I dredged up some emotions for other people, too. That's good. You want me to bang bongos while I'm on the rug? Yes. apricots and the incense is burning? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Get your McConaughey on. Just, you know, be Butt clothed. Butt-ass naked. Be clothed. On the Cameron Mao rug. Yeah, Cameron Mao. That's Cameron right. Cameron Mao rug. And incense burning while eating apricots. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be something. That's an internet video that would do very well for Knowles War Chant TV. on the money line. Knowles <laughs> on the money line. Oh, no, no. Line. No, then we're bastardizing the process. Then we're just betting that it's about winning gambling. And and, and listen, I want to win in gambling. And uh, you know what? Knowles. Harbaugh cares deeply. It continues to make me happy. Plus three and a hook. But you need the hook. Knowles. Oh, man. You and I have a big segment coming up. We have to talk a little bit about... Yeah. Life Spectator almost kind of hit on it. Somewhat. You know... He says market zero. That's a pretty good guess. Is tomorrow the day that we go uh, with W's and L's or Friday? Tomorrow. It's good. We're going to solve for the future and make it W's and L's. With the our final from edition. ISF, yeah. Until one of the bye weeks. And we can do a mid-season W's and L's. Sometimes when we do W's and L's, we ham it up a little bit. You know, we have a lot of fun with it. It gets a little silly. And I might even argue that occasionally we play for the TV audience or the radio audience or the chat or the boards or whatever. I mean, we don't go out of our way to do that. I don't say we're going to lose to somebody like Duquesne just because I want a, a crazy reaction. But we'll, we'll just have some fun with it when it's so early in the summer and we have so far to go, then you can kind of go out on a limb a little bit more readily than you can when the season is upon you. It's time to get very serious about what you think is actually going to happen. Put your name on it, baby. All of that, right? So that's all right. It's okay to be wrong about these things. It's okay to be right about these things. And if you do it long enough, you'll do a little of both. But I'm ready. I'm ready for tomorrow's W's and L's. I'm ready. I think, I think I've got a pretty good handle on where I'm going with that. But it's tough because I've had to wrestle with basically two things that have to happen or two things that if they do happen are disastrous. So there's the good part of those two things and the bad part of those two things and predicting a couple of those are very difficult. Some of it is just the, the, the nature of the wear and tear of a football season and the order of that schedule you always have to take into account. We talk about these things a lot. You know, one of those things, no secret, 
can Jordan Travis stay healthy? I mean, that's one of them. I, I'll reveal that now. I mean, can he stay healthy? And what, what are you going to do? He will if you sit on the rug. Well, what I'm saying is you cannot base the W's and L's by presupposing a loss of a, of a player. That's not how you do it. It's like when we used to do the top 25 rankings. You know, like, well, I mean, is this the preseason rankings, the postseason rankings? The, you know, all these things we talk about. I can't sit down in here and say, listen, it's it's obvious that the war of attrition that is football is going to unfortunately claim a certain number of players. That happens every year unless you're incredibly lucky. The injury luck, as they call it, works in your favor. And you never know when that's going to happen. Typically... That happens when a team has everything aligned, the stars aligned, like we did in 2013. That was a loaded football team, talent for days, NFL talent for days, but also remained largely intact. Yeah, You didn't they, lose critical pieces of your team. If they lost two offensive linemen that year, it's in doubt. It, that they would have gone 12-0. and They would have beaten Duke in the ACC championship. But you coming back from 21-3 down – in Pasadena, if you're missing two of your starting offensive yeah, linemen in that game? Yeah. Man, I just think about how sloppy Jameis was early. We know that Auburn had our plays and all that, but Jameis was unsettled. And it's that one throw out there to Rashad Green that you and I were like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. What It, it was a nothing play. What was really like, weird about is. all of that is the calendar year 2013 featured no close games. Unless you want to consider Boston College a close game, but well, it wasn't. It didn't turn out to be, no. Know, especially by halftime, it was over because of the completion to Kenny. But it did feature a wonderful utterance by me at Corner Pocket Bar oh. and Grill, much to the chagrin of an older woman and her husband that were sitting behind us. A regular mom and dad with their kid. What were they sure. doing? What are they, they were, doing? They were at a bar and you grill. You take your ass home and watch that They were game. at a bar and grill, it's not a, a grill and bar. It's a bar and grill. That's right. It's a bar, bar and grill indeed. A bar and grill. And things are said at bars that... Mm-hmm. Young ears don't need to hear. You will be grilled at a bar. And that poor woman was aghast at my descriptor. But then it, in 2014, the calendar year, there were there was hardly a blowout. They were all close games. Mm. What a strange way. It was a painful year, that, that 2014. But I reveled in the disdain, the, the, the national disdain, the, the building angst, the, the mash, gnashing oh. of teeth, the consternation heard by announcers each week on a Saturday night is they're just like, really? They're going to win again? They're going to escape this sorry-ass performance with a victory again? And we would all be like, we would yell at them for three hours, and then we'd go, but we won. Suck it, everybody. <laughs> that was the – that 2014 yeah. is not tonight, haters. That's a, that's all it is. Remember the white gold helmets in Texas? Well, that was annoying. Yeah. I had a good time in Texas, though. We all did. Hard not to have a good time in Texas if you do it right. That was a successful trip. It was an awesome trip. And I just remember grilling for everybody at the house that you guys you rented. You took control. I took said, control wow, of that look grill. at this guy. Here's the thing. I nailed it. I took control of that grill, but that was like a 1952 grill. It was. And yeah. damn, yeah. man, your boy was just sweating buckets out there. It was hot as Hades, and the grill didn't help. But it was at the birth of the all-day IPA. It was right at the beginning founders. of that, so you were very happy. You I just said, sat oh, there all day all drinking days. founders and, and, and doing the You stocked up with the all days, did you, T. Lizzie? Oh, I, is that what I said when I opened them? <laughs> Good looking out. You must Good have been looking like, out. oh, you must have been like, oh, jeez. You guys better get you some all day well, before this guy if starts. if you're in a grill, you can, <laughs> you can have all day at double IPA, mm. all week IPA. Here we go. 
Here we go. Heads up. This is for our Warchant.com members only. Get you some of that. If you haven't signed up, you got like 30 seconds. It's a buck! Head to the Tribal Council. Look up top for the trivia thread. You got that up there, Tommy? All good to go? Yeah, it's ready. That's where the guesses were. The first person to post the correct answer wins $25 to Garnet and Gold. It's Garnet and Gold trivia time, if you can't tell. This contest, once again, Warchant.com members only. I'm trying to stall for the time. I'm trying I to help see what you're out. doing. He's trying, to, trying to help him out. You got to be quick in this sign-up now. Hurry up. Get, get in there. You ready? Here's today's question. Who are the last two FSU wide receivers to eclipse 700 receiving yards in a season? We're looking for the last two different wide receivers who went north of 700 yards. Good luck. Want to go to break? Come back and tell everybody who won? All right. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Oh, the great Joe Strummer. Miss you, Joe. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Tom and I will engage in a little game here in a moment in which we uh, talk about the season and uh, some of our concerns. We've dealt in an awful lot of optimism, but there is room to voice concerns as well. So we have a little bit of balance. Uh, Camp can excite. The start of the season certainly does as well. But there's a reason to kind of hold your breath in some areas, and we're going to go over those in a moment. We may not agree. I don't know what Tom's concerns are. I've dismissed largely Tom's concerns. Well, you know, <laughs> I've known you long enough. Uh, you don't actually dismiss them. I don't. Okay, so listen, uh, you want the answer? Is that what you're telling me to do here? Are you going to flash a photo of the dude or the woman who won? Do we have I one? I could. Their handle, they don't even have a logo. It's just, you know, it's a just color. got their handle out there. Are they an egg? Uh, they would be the equivalent of that, but they at least give you a letter, the first letter of your handle. So mm. it's a green B. Okay. Uh, the question was, and this is the Garnet and Gold trivia question for War Chant members only, and this is to win $25 to Garnet and Gold. Who are the last two wide receivers, FSU wide receivers, to eclipse 700 receiving yards in a season? So basically we were looking for the last two different wide You can't say the same guy, so... Two different players that each eclipsed 700 yards uh, for Florida State. And the reason that that's interesting to me is we've obviously felt an, a, a, a lot of consternation over the fact that we have not done a good job in a number of uh, years of developing wide receivers and finding any degree of consistency. It's very frustrating uh, when you think about it. The answer is Tamori and Terry, who had 1,188 yards in 2019. Unfortunately, that did not portend of future great seasons for uh, Tamori and Terry. That's correct. But he did have one whale of a year in 2019, 1,188 yards receiving, and the one prior to that was in 2018. Lest we forget one, Naquan Murray, Nooney Murray, as he was known, 
Nooney Murray had a year, 2018, 744 yards. So the answer is Tamori and Terry and Nyquan Murray. And it was, if you could enlarge that, Tom, it's, it's awfully small for these old eyes. Uh, be home. Be home. Is that better? Pretty good. Yeah. Be home, be home 11. Yeah, poor happy hour, Noel, was right behind him. It's It was a, a dead heat. Oh, happy hour. And that was Preston? Is that Preston? I don't know. Preston, I'm, are I'm you not... happy hour, Noel? <laughs> are we going to out people's handles? <laughs> he doesn't care. Uh, so there it is. There it is. He might care. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. As, don't go full name next time. Just give me the uh, the identifiers. All that extra type and cost him. Be home. Congratulations to you, whoever you are. Yeah, we'll be in touch. You have won $25 to Garnet and Gold. The great thing, folks, that participated in this, WarChant members, is they're just codes that you can use on GarnetandGold.com. So you don't have to go anywhere. You just We'll send it to you. you now I know it. Preston is happy hour, Noel. I'm going to uh, get on there and badger him. I'm never on the board, so he'll be like, what is going on here? What is wrong with people? I actually nailed that. You did. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Tom, are you ready to engage in this? This is sponsored by Orange Theory Fitness. Is it? <laughs> I made that up. But, man, I got after it yesterday at Orange Theory. Got after it. You'd have been proud of me. We had to do these jump squat turn things, Tom. I'm in always addition. proud of you. Yeah, well, listen, let me tell you something. I was, you know, right after doing some all-outs on the tread, you had to step down off the tread, and then to supplement the all-outs, you had to do these squats, turn, squat, jump, squat, turn, squat, jump then you got back on and you hit a push pace doing some damn things i was beat 800 calories gone just like that getting after it yeah, ready that's for a this? lot that's a lot it's a lot heart rate was way up there then it was back down in the green zone then it went into the orange zone got into the red zone briefly got into that red zone when you get into the red zone the coaches go you all right i'm like i'm good man i could be red all day they don't like that answer i'm earning my loaded fries <laughs> So, yeah, it was good. Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town. More life. That's what they're going to give you. More life. You'll have more energy throughout the day. It's a busy season, football season, for all of us. It's especially true for me and Tom and anybody who works in the business. You're, you're kind of always on, and i got to make sure that I have enough energy, and Orange Theory Fitness helps me do that. I promise you it will do the same for you. Two locations in town. They're not sponsoring this segment. They sponsor and are partners of the show, so I thought I'd give them this little added bonus segment, which is you and I doing a little bit of a pump-the-brakes type thing here about the season how do you want to introduce this how do you want to put this as how about you and i one of our favorite films why don't we go this route how about this is this is our concern dude oh you know what i like that idea let's go with this is i was our prepared concern. for that idea i don't yeah, know how how about that how about this is this is our concern dude this is our concern dude oh there he is the late great this is our concern dude all right, this now, is our concern, dude. That's right. So brace yourselves, those that are eternally optimistic and will hear none of the possible pitfalls. You may want to turn away. You may want to find the sun and think about the great future that lies ahead. I don't know. The sun is golden. But... Unless it's setting. Then it's garnet. <laughs> but uh, this is our concern, dude. You want me to start with I, my first chief concern? If I... Yes, I hope it's a golden or a platinum chief, but I imagine you have more concerns. I think your list of concerns probably is more comprehensive. Well, 
you know, in all honesty, I think if we're judging by that of the staff, whether that's Ira or Corey, you, Aslan, Austin, I haven't asked Michael Langston where he sits on this yet, and I don't know where Gene sits on this just yet. But honestly, I think if we're just going through and going through, you know, I probably do have the most amount of concerns. This is our concern, dude. But it, what I think is interesting when we have these conversations, and you and I have it a lot while we're watching practice together or if we're on the phone talking about future plans for the show or whatever it is we got to do, I, I, I'm always careful. I want to be careful. And I said this just a moment ago. Thank you, Ian. Again, we'll take care of that. Uh, I'm always careful to point out that there's a couple things that go on with us in camp. Everybody. We love football, just like all of you. Love it. I love it. And we love Florida State. So you're going to be in a place of somewhat, I guess, optimism and, and internal optimism, as they say about all fans in the offseason, right, that everybody has some measure of optimism. Even in years where you don't expect much from a team, you'll latch on to the things that, if they go right, would give you the best possible outcome. And you tend to see those things more. It's a little bit like, you know, I want a, whatever, I want a, a red convertible Mercedes. And I start saying those things out loud. Two things are going to happen. Inexplicably, when I pull up my computer, there are going to be ads for a red convertible Mercedes. Yes, there will now. And then secondly... For the hundreds of people that are listening to this, too. And then secondly, I am going to see red convertible Mercedes everywhere I turn. It's just omnipresent on the mind. Well, if you're always looking for the pluses because you're tired of the negatives, and if you're always looking to see the brighter side of things, you're ten tending and trending certainly in your observations to see those things and not immerse yourself in the negative things. It's not to say that you can't be more objective or somewhat balanced, but nobody by definition is objective. None of us are, even those that strive to be. So if you just admit that we have a bias and then you think about that, you think about, well, where would my blind spots be? Where is it that I, where could I be wrong because I'm so hoping to be right about this, this, or this? And, you know, that's a lot of us as camp rolls on. The other problem you have when you're at camp, for all of us, is you begin to lack context. Because if somebody dominates a guy across from him and he does it repeatedly, then you put in your notebook that that guy's kicking ass. Well, he is. Maybe he's just a lot better than the guy across from him, but won't be when he's across the guy from LSU and the guy from Clemson and the guy from NC State and the guy from Florida and the guy from Miami on the road. and the guy, you, you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, great. He wins every day in camp against that guy. The Maybe fog that of guy, camp. Yeah, the fog of camp. Maybe that guy's just not real good. Or he's average at best. And he's being dominated by a better player who he has to line up across from when it's one-on-one or it's the ones versus the ones, I should say, or the ones versus the twos. So it, you can get, you can get, I think, a clouded vision, a clouded look at what we are. And that's, it's difficult to, to extricate yourself from that. The thing I'd caution, though, because I saw even Ian, here comes the other, you know, the shoe on the other foot. We're still always saying this offseason, consistently, as a staff, I'll defend us for a moment, even the most optimistic and pessimistic among, amongst us. We're landing somewhere between seven wins and nine wins as long as there's not catastrophic injury. Like all of us, on the scale. So by definition, if you're going to lose between three and five regular season games, there will be concerns. 
even if there are pluses that you see in camp, if you lose three games in a 12-game season, there are, by definition, a lot of concerns that you would have. It's just how much better have you gotten compared to myriad concerns that could lose you seven football games or more. Yes, and I also want to say that if you say that Florida State is better, it doesn't mean they're good. Right. So I think Florida State is better. I think that is unequivocally true. Florida State is a better team this year than they were last year. At every practice I went to, that was affirmed for me. But I also know we weren't very good last year. The schedule's difficult. I think that my chief concern is there are they are they are one or two injuries away. A lot of people can say this, but when you don't have a huge margin for error, one or two injuries could be the death nail to a positive outlook for a season. This is our concern, dude. If if and I'll I'll, I'll do this one because everybody's immediately going to say quarterback. You're right. If Jordan Travis goes down, this team's probably not good. Probably not good at all. Secondly, and this is where I'll I'll start. You're an injury away from Tatum Bethune, let's say, happening. If that occurred, from your linebacking quarter once again being substandard and exploited by a lot of teams. This is our concern, as dude. As it was last year. If I keep going down this road, it sounds incredibly negative. I don't mean it to be, but I think that's also true if either one of the offensive tackles were to that's, suffer a setback. That's where my list would start. Okay. So now you see how easy it is to do this, Tom. I could go to offensive line and name the two tackles. I can go to linebacker and name Tatum Bethune. I could go to the quarterback. I can go to receivers in particular if one of those guys that we think has had a good camp does not become a consistently good option. If Johnny Wilson isn't the star that uh, a lot of people are making him out to be um, and he's just instead – a better version of what we you know had last year which means we did get better and we did take a step forward he makes this team better but he's not a star he's not great he's not a big time difference maker then how much better is Florida State not much not much so i worry that the offensive line which is certainly deeper is still only an average offensive line Right. This is something that was even in uh, the three two one column last week. Like they're deeper and better this year, but the outlook that you're where, where you can breathe easier comes in a year or two because this new crop of the twenty twenty two class and what looks to be a that offensive line class that's coming in is shaping up to be really yes. good as long as you don't lose those kids. Very exciting. That sets the stage for a year or two from now. You feeling really good about the offensive line? Mm -hmm. Right now, you should feel better about their depth. That if one dude goes down, they're not dead meat. They already had one guy go down. If two guys go down, they're not dead meat. Well, they've had two guys go down. Darius Washington is the starting center on the depth chart. How many more can go down? And we don't want to ask that too much unless we're sitting on the Cameron Mao rug with apricots. And incense. And incense. But you can't take too many more of those losses. You've already suffered two of them, at least in the near term. So... At tackle, I don't know that you have an answer beyond the starting two that you like. Especially if Darius is going to be playing center because he's got to play center right now. Well, I think on. Darius could help you in a pinch at tackle. Jazz could as well, but I think Darius might be better fit to do so in the in the context of 
holy crap, it's the second quarter, we lost somebody. Now what do you do? You, you slide Gibbons to center? I don't know. I don't know. The shuffling continues. You can. I think you can get by with maybe one more injury, but at tackle, you're much thinner than you are in the interior. So for me, that's a concern. And then beyond the injury part, which that's that's everybody, every team, I don't know what I'm watching every day in practice because of the fog of camp. I don't know if these defensive ends are giving the tackles fits at certain times because the defensive ends are good. Because Jermaine and Keir aren't here anymore. So what are these guys that are behind Jermaine and Keir? We'll know in about, what do you think, quarter and a half of the LSU game? But I don't know what I'm watching. So when a DN you know, beats Robert Scott, is that because Robert is uh, being beat by a superior player who's going to be good? Against ACC That's teams where the and context LSU discussion begins, or is it because Rob's not doing so hot this camp? I don't know what I'm watching. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this again when we talk about the time that it takes to develop an offensive line. The time it's the one position where it's not a matter of like you get a quick twitch guy that runs a four three forty with hands. He can come from high school and you can plug him in certain sets at wide receiver and he can go out there and make a huge difference for your team just because he's explosive. That is not that way with an offensive line. So if you recruit a guy uh, that is a four or five star talent, he's not usually typically ready to be a plug-and-play guy on the offensive line. You can't do it. You can at defensive back. You can at wide receiver. You can at running back. You can't at offensive line. So you get a you get a you get a guy like Alex Atkins in here who somehow made chicken salad with chicken you know what last year. Okay, that offensive line was butt sorry and he found a way to run the ball through scheme and angles and all that stuff, right? That guy saved this team to some extent. But he's not immune to, to, to the problems of developing an offensive line in the time that it takes to do it. You can't just roll guys out there because their upside is high and expect that all of a sudden, because they're more talented than the group in front of them, they're going to be able to plug and play. They're still freshmen. And the difference between playing high school football and big-time college football against a, a junior or a, season that, a senior that's NFL-bound on that defensive line is light years. It's not. It's, yeah. That's why Julian Armella could massively destroy dudes at IMG on a weekly basis and get here and have a little bit of success and enough to turn heads, but be put on his ass routinely by right. juniors and seniors off the edge. And the success he's having is notable because it doesn't happen typically for a kid that young. Right, so, so that's the, know it's, that it's he's more capable. of a positive event right. than anything else. Right. The thing that's tough here, they're going to be better at tackle than they were last year. I believe that. Because you look at the right side last year, it was a mess. This is it the was crooks, a mess. This is the crooks of our, our discussion. They are, Tom, you are right. They are better on the offensive line. I just caution people that just because they're better doesn't mean they're good. They are better on the offensive line. Are they good? I think they're above average, finally, or average, at least average in the ACC. But they're not. They're not an elite offensive line. Nobody's yeah. going to mistake them as an elite offensive line and say, "Look at this group." They're they're they've risen to average on the offensive line, and they're a lot better off with the depth that they have on the offensive line. Right. But again, it's a, it's a different conversation for the interior than tackles because for the interior, if you're Emmanuel or if you're Gibbons or whoever, and you're blocking Fabian Love or Robert Cooper, and I see that rep. I know what I'm watching there. That's good rep for the offensive line because Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper are good players. Mm -hmm. So if you see positive, let's say two wins out of three in individual reps where Fabian Lovett is on the other side and the offensive lineman wins, I know what I'm seeing there because Fabian is a yeah. known commodity. 
But if you're going against McClendon and, and Verse at this point in their careers, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what will transpire in a, in a in a Louisville game. Let but, alone put put LSU aside for a moment. I don't know what's going to transpire in the Louisville game for a guy like McClendon and Verse when they're on the field. How consistently will they get into the backfield? Now here's the good news. They're, they're, most of the teams that they play are are flawed. Uh, there's, I mean, listen, even this LSU team that I think has better personnel is coming off of a six-loss season, new coaching staff, a lot of guys having to move around. If you just look at the the recruiting rankings and the talent that they've stockpiled and all that stuff, you'd say that Florida State has a roster that is not as talented as, as LSU's roster, and I think that's an accurate summation. If you look at the NFL prospects on the two rosters, LSU has a lot more uh, NFL-bound players currently. But I do think both LSU and Florida State are going to struggle to block the other. Correct. Yeah. I don't believe that LSU is going to line up and have success running the ball against Florida State, and I don't think FSU is going to line up and run the ball against LSU with a great degree of consistency. I think this. That's why I keep telling people to plug the under here. I, I think that these two defensive lines are going to eat in that game. Right. And the other thing is it, it's tough because you're parsing words here. I'm not saying that I don't believe that Jared Verse or Derek McClendon won't make plays. I'm just saying I'm concerned because because of the work they're getting in, in every day in camp is you could argue it either way. Until we see, you could argue it either way. So therefore, I'm concerned about that. I'm not concerned about defensive interior. I'm not I'm not going to focus on injuries for a second. I'm I'm not concerned about safety. I'm not concerned about linebacker because I, I see and I know what's going on. That's high level play. Ends. I think Briggs is going to be the most consistent real, guy, yeah. but that doesn't mean affecting the quarterback. And it's just when it comes to affecting the quarterback, all right, I got to see it against opponents versus against, bless Harris, Robert Scott. I want to jump ahead because this could go on and on. All right, if I tell you that they're better at wide receiver, yeah, okay, we both agree with that. I mean, if you've listened to this staff, if you've listened to the people that have been at camp, if you listen to this coaching staff, if you listen to the players themselves, they would all tell you that this receiving core is better than last year's. Well, what does that mean? Last year's receiving core was the worst in the league. They had no choice but to get better. I mean, good God, they could not be worse. That receiving core was horrible a year ago. So when I say, hey, yeah, the receiving core is a lot better than last year. Well, what's a lot better? Eighth, ninth, tenth best in the ACC? Eighth this, best? Seventh best? This gets interesting because I, I think there is potential North Carolina's for receiving core is better. NC State's receiving core is better. Clemson's receiving core is better. Louisville's probably better. Maybe. Uh, I, I, Maybe. Okay, well, listen, one man's opinion here. I think there's yeah. five or six that I can think of that are Miami's is better. I mean, well, you got into league average, though. Okay, so that's what we're asking. I'm just, It's just a way of pumping the brakes. It's just a way of saying this is our concern, dude. It's just a way of saying if you're the worst in the league and now you're a lot better, well, what does that put you at? Does that put you at seventh in the ACC after being dead-ass last? That would be a vast improvement. Doesn't mean you're any good. Ah, but you were able to produce in the upper 20s and lower 30s without a receiving core, you, we can without always... the improvement on the offensive line. But that's the that's the way to look at it optimistically, along with the concern, if you believe, and it does bear out, that for a quarterback who didn't have a line that could block and he didn't have receivers who could get open, that yes, they're going to do both of those things better. This is the glass half full argument, I agree, but it's not the purpose of this is our concern, dude. Sometimes concerns can show you the optimistic side, though. <laughs> 
from the opposite perspective. Because if you're saying it's my concern that they're not good, but they're league average, or maybe just below league average, that's that still, might be enough. It it's, might be it's enough. It's the Alonzo Mourning. You're like, oh man, yeah, they're not even. League, not, but they have, are league average. No, 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 you no. Know. So that that's it's fun this way. It's fun, it because what you end up doing is going through each group and saying they're better here, they're better here, they're better here. But it does tell you just how bad off they were and how little yeah. margin for error they had before it all went south. I still think they have a pretty small margin for error. But it's certainly bigger than it was a year ago. And when you go through the position groups, it's greater in some areas than others. Like, because we talk about this depth with the offensive line, it's important to note that, man, a year ago when they lost people, it was Katie Barr the door. You were screwed. Right. I don't think that's the case You already now. have, and you're yeah, not yeah. screwed. If you, if you lost another offensive line right now and Estes had to come in, I'd be like, all right, we're good. We're okay. He right. can play. I would not have said that a year ago. And that would be three. Yeah. Well, right. So Last year, if you lost three... You lost by fifty, and it's it's fun. Um, you know, to me is to me it's fun to sit back and say, "All right, just remember that while we're wildly excited about the growth of this player or this unit, this segment group, right, whatever that might be, coming from where we were, it's just it's it's good to remind yourself that." Johnny Wilson is certainly a plus player for this receiving core. He makes them better. I think that in time, Deuce Span will too. By the way, somebody brought up Winston Wright. Well, we don't even know when he's going to play if he's going to play. So I can't include him now. If he can, that'd be great. But if not, I mean, how right, deep yeah, are we? Yeah, the discussion, we? we're talking about the receiving core without Winston Wright. Yeah, That's right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Micah Pittman was a good addition. Is, is he a game changer? Does Florida State... Is suddenly our teams lined up worried about Florida State's receiving core? I don't think so. Are they worried enough to give you a balanced look pre Well, that's what we're that's fighting the goal. for. That's what yeah. we're fighting for, man. And this was not to 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 spit on the progress or to tell you that things are way worse off than they are. I know we got a break. But what I what it is to say is a lot of things are better about this team. They only won five games last year. They're pretty thin at a couple key positions. Knock on wood, they stay healthy. Yes, they can improve. They're just, you know, they're an average football team hoping to have maybe a slightly above average season, which would be, given what we've been, seven or eight wins. Whether you're irked by optimism or over-pessimism, mm-hmm. right, whatever it is, if you're talking about a four-loss football team, there are reasons for concern. Like, that's just that's just Yeah, by point. definition. By definition, there you have to be. Yeah. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. How you say, with the pitching, uh, probably? <laughs> Just so you know, the previous segment is in no way negative. It strikes me as hilarious that if you merely question that Florida State may be average in some areas, thin in others, then you're negative? Come on, get it together, everybody. The Braves are pasting the Pirates by a gazillion. Never going to lose again? Well, not if they play the Pirates, they won't. Kyle Wright started for the Braves. He's going to be your winner. Mitch Keller started for the Pirates. He will not win. Six to nothing Detroit in the fifth. That is Logan Webb and Matt Manning. Rangers, Rockies, Martin Perez, Jose Urena, Marlins, A's, Jose Lizardo, Cole Irvin. Guardians, Padres, Cal Quantrill, Blake Snell, Nationals, Mariners, Annabelle Sanchez, George Kirby, TJ Zetch going for the Reds. Christopher Sanchez for the Phillies, White Sox, Orioles, Lucas Giolito, Spencer Watkins, Angels, Rays, 
Mike Mayers and Shane McClanahan. Jose Barrios is going to start for the Blue Jays. Red Sox go with Brian Abello and Cardinals Cubs. Miles Mikolas. Yes. Wow, hardy today. Luke Farrell going for the Cubs. D-backs, Royal Zach Gallon, Brady Singer. Twins, Astros, Dylan Bundy, Fromber Valdez. Brewers, Dodgers rounded out. Adrian Hauser, Andrew Haney, and that is a look at those that shall reside to the bump. Woo! Woo! Got a minute to spare. Woo! That was killer. All right. All right, all right, all right. Good times. Man, I remain hopeful and do think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think Matt Moscona did a good job of pointing out uh, their 50-50 games, the, the the amount of 50-50 games he believes LSU's playing. I think the same will be said by, about FSU. Yeah. Like eight games that you'd go, okay, well, there's your, in the balance, there it is. Can you win? Can you win the majority of those? Go five and three in those 50-50 games? All right, then, because you got a couple automatic wins. Georgia five and, Tech, five and three in those games, you, you might be staring at a good number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they got a chance, man. They got a chance. Good work, Tom. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Peace. Talk to you tomorrow.